Welcome to the Card Custom Home and Architecture Podcast, the podcast that guides those looking for a home that expresses their unique lifestyle to release creative DNA into their project and have it completed while keeping the artistic vision alive. Now, here's your architect creative, J.D. Carling. All right, happy Friday. Today is March 3rd, 2023. Welcome to the Card Custom Home and Architecture Podcast. Today is an exciting day because I'm not here by myself. Every few episodes, we have a guest on, and we're talking about the finance process for a custom home. So today I have Richard Henry from Citizen Bank with me, and I'm really excited. He and I have been talking about the process of home loans for you guys. Henry, do you want to introduce yourself for a second? Yeah, this is uh, Richard Henry. I'm with Citizens Bank. Uh, We're based out of Rhode Island. Here in Florida, we have our mortgage operation also in the state of Florida and all East Coast. I'm glad to be here. I'm excited to uh, answer some questions and then go over some the process of getting a loan. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, this is exciting to me because would you agree that most people will probably only do this once or twice in their life? Or do you have a lot of people that <laughs> serial? Well, um, as far as custom home building, uh, yeah. that yes, mm-hmm. maybe one or two times in, in their lifetime, unless mm-hmm. they're uh, trying to buy and flip, but that's not in your case, of course, because you're doing a custom home. Yeah. Okay. So that doesn't make, yeah, there would be, so if you're listening to this and you get really into it after you do your house, you could also apply this to, uh, I'm sure there's different steps for people to start getting into flipping. Like, I think there's certain type of loans that are like second home loan or something like that. That's a little different terms. That is correct. Okay. Mm -hmm. And um, so- I kind of came up with this because if you're wanting a custom home, you're also a person who is wanting to be able to afford it financially. So it's not just a dream, but there's a lot of different situations you might run into when trying to get a loan. So what are some of the different scenarios that people might be in when they need financing for for a custom house? Well, in this case, so you've got few different kind of customers. You got the customer that has the cash and that that does not need financing. But then you have the customers that, of course, don't have as much money in the bank and are going to want to do some financing. And then it just depends on what kind of options we have for them is how much they want to put down. Um, what size loan do they want as far as down payment? What size uh, or, or what type of loan do they want? Do they want a fixed rate? They want an adjustable rate. When we get into the loan uh, process, we outline the benefit with the good loan be for the, for the client. If they want a tax benefit for buying the home, I mean, and it just all depends on the client where they're comfortable in as far as having a house payment or not. What is the most common scenario between like 30-year FHA or whatever that you find is like for a custom home, the type of thing that you'd run into? So with custom home builds, Mm -hmm. most clients, they're coming to the table with something. Mm -hmm. Possibly it could be their lot, which is instant equity, basically. So FHA 
conventional and VA are all different types of mortgages. And so on conventional, you can go up to 95 or excuse me, on a, on a build, on a construction or perm up mm-hmm. to 90% with Citizens Bank. So you're going to have to have that 10% down. FHA, it's the same thing. It's meant for the challenge on credit scores as far as what the client might have. The mortgage insurance uh, mm. pretty high with the FHA, even though they just dropped it here recently, still higher than a conventional loan. Gotcha. And then the VA, of course, it's another another government product, which they don't have MI, which is mortgage insurance. Anything over eighty percent, you're going to pay uh, a mortgage insurance. So that's the difference between conventional FHA and VA. Okay, so if you have a you could potentially only need 10% down, but if you're able to do 20% down, that would, in common scenario, you could find that you would get a better mortgage interest rate. Sure. Which would, in turn, I think, lower the amount monthly. I don't know, it doesn't matter a dollar amount, but that could be like the benefit of putting more money down as it would reduce the amount that you'd be paying each month. Putting the 20% down, you will mm-hmm. not have any MI. That's okay. for sure. Mortgage insurance. Mm-hmm. And that's different. That's than... pretty much like industry's standard type Correct. thing. Okay. Okay. Correct. So please understand the difference between mortgage insurance and actually home insurance because oh, okay, yeah. clients get that uh, by mistake. Okay. Homeowner's insurance is actually for the insurance of the contents of the home, of course. So that covers if, if you have a fire loss of any type. Uh, it just depends what your policy is. And then the MI and mortgage insurance is actually... That is for the insurance for the bank, covers the bank in any kind of situation if the loan forecloses and stuff. That's why there's MI insurance. 20% down, which is 80% loan, you will not have that mortgage insurance, which that's an extra payment on top if you do have it. And yes, the lower the loan to value, what we call it, such as 80%, 75%, the lower the interest rate in most cases, and also the lower payment, and which is principal interest and uh, taxes, principal interest, insurance, and taxes, because the lower the payment, because you don't have the MI. Okay. And so if, if someone's trying to find out which of these products or processes are the best one for them, what would be like their first step you could say the first step i would do is is complete an application and make sure you fill out the application all the questions that it's asking make sure you fill in all the blanks tell the story of what you're trying to do and that's what an application does once the loan officer gets a complete application then they can go ahead and start building a proposal for you Mm -hmm. or getting you a pre-approved yeah once you have that, that person is going to understand what they can do. And they're going to, they're, if they're a, a good loan officer, they're going to give you several different options and let you choose. But they're going to point out the good, the bad, the ugly of each. Mm-hmm. So they're going to tell you what uh, a fixed rate loan is. This is what your payment is. This is an FHA loan. This is what your payment sure. is. And this is going to be an adjustable rate. It's fixed for this many years, and it could adjust after this year, but it's going to give you a lower rate at, at this time. So with the rates that where they're at right now is pretty high in the industry, some clients are taking the adjustable rate, knowing, though, that they have to possibly refinance to before it adjusts in the five-year, seven-year, 10-year term. Oh, okay, yeah. 
it's the options we have to build, but we have to have a full picture of, of your whole situation. Mm-hmm. We need to know really how much you have in the bank, how much income you have per month. So we can build that perfect proposal to show you either on paper, also discuss it with you so you have a better understanding of what you're getting into. Mm-hmm. And if you're not ready, then we can set a plan together. Hey, this is what we need to do. And give you some options on, hey, how am I going to get to building this home, this custom mm-hmm. home? And, and I'm going to help you. And I'm not just going to say, hey, well, you're not ready. Yeah. See you next year. No, that's not how we work. We want to make sure that you have some kind of understanding that put a plan in place. Let's let's do mm-hmm. this, this, and this. And then in next year, you're ready Yeah, if you follow the plan. What I just started thinking about was, you know, when I was looking for a home, you would, sometimes they would tell you, you know, get pre-qualified. So you're only looking at houses that you're pre-qualified for. And I get a lot of calls from people who like own property and they just want to start designing a house and they'll tell me their budget, but it's better. I think to go through the process that you're talking about, like see what they can actually afford with the construction loan. Cause it's a different thing than like, I think when most people are buying a house, they're probably going looking for FHA or VA or something like that. But if you own land, but you know what you're going to be able to afford at the end of the day, it will, help guide the design process. So you're not like, a lot of people like the art side of it, but one quote I always liked is, um, I can't remember his name, but the one of the previous CEOs of Disney said, there's a ton of work that goes behind the magic. It's not magic that makes the magic, it's all the work. And so it's like understanding your finances allows the art to come alive the right way. And I think if so, if they fill out all these things, they're going to get back feedback that's going to inform their decision making for their custom home. That's exactly that's well put. So the thing is, is that there's there's term, there, there's terms that we use in in the mortgage industry, DTI, debt to income. Mm. So what is your debt? What is your income? And all of our products, and it's a, this is this is industry right. We we are all set to certain guidelines by Fannie or Freddie Mac or, you know, where your debt income has to be under a certain amount. So with that client uh, applying and us understanding exactly what's out there and also telling them, hey, do not open any credit <laughs> if, if you're planning on, you know, closing in the next month or, or building, or, okay. you know, so. So what's the, real, what's the window? Like you don't want to open anything. Well, it, if you're closing Let's just say we're in contract and we're mm-hmm. closing within a month. Yeah. You don't want to do any new. Correct? Okay. You just don't want to. And the simple fact is, I mean, if you're, let's just give you a, an understanding. If you're, we're going to say debt to income mm-hmm. uh, is at 45%. Well, let's just say it's at 49 or 43.5% and your max is 45 do not open. If you open someone up, then you just lost your house. Yeah. Or you got to pay whatever you opened up off. Oh, okay. And then you have to have the cash for that. Mm-hmm. So it's just instruction, communication, make sure the client knows that you don't do any of that. So debt income is one. And that's why it's so important to fill out a complete application. So we have an understanding of what you're trying to do because it could affect you. I mean, there's also 
and what, and I'll let you go in on this. I mean, sometimes uh, the cost of construction could go, you know, as far as what the client wants to do. They want to add something mm-hmm. that could make their DTI go up. It just depends if we're adding it to the price, if we're raising the purchase price now mm-hmm. because the client's adding it. Is there an ideal DTI number that if someone's trying to prepare for something, they should try to shoot for? 43%. You mm-hmm. that just that's where you want to be. Max. Uh, max. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. but you can get approved higher. Okay. I'm not going to I don't really want to go. It just depends on what product and your every client is different. Mm-hmm. Every situation is different. We go by a desktop underwriting. So what that tells us is what we can do. Okay. And is that for desktop underwriting each time you get a loan, you compare it with it or whatever the current rules are or regulation? To make sure. So the, the client puts in an application. Mm-hmm. We go over the application with the client. We make sure that we have everything that's correct and understand that they, they've added everything. And, and if they missed it, we add it. Mm-hmm. So once we go over the application and we will submit them to desktop underwriting. Yeah. And that will give us either an accept or not approved or yeah. ineligible. Mm-hmm. And we can't even print a pre-qualification or a pre-approval without an approval on our, uh, an accept on our desktop underwriting. Yeah. So that's, and if I can't give you one. So that's like another check and balance yeah. oh, to make yeah. sure the financial stability. The desktop underwriter is, there, yeah. is the computer. Mm-hmm. It still has to go through an underwriter. Yeah. Okay. To double check the computer, you know, okay. the computer, yep. but that's where it starts. You'll know if they're pre-approved mm-hmm. right off the application. Yep. Okay. So if someone's done the application and pre-approved, I'm going to go through this scenario where financially everything's good. They designed a house that meets their budget and they get a, a loan for it. They bring the plans to you. Now I've had it both ways, my experience. Sometimes the bank will require you to have the permit issued and sometimes it's like you just have to have it submitted but not issued. I've had two different scenarios go. But once it's – it doesn't matter because you wouldn't issue the money for construction until the permit's issued and they do the first draw for construction. Can you talk a little bit about the draw, like what a draw is? For people or how they get their their money during the construction process? We have a draw schedule and the builder will submit what they're requesting for a draw. The bank will issue that draw to the builder. The builder completes that process of the draw. Then an inspector will come out and inspect what has been done. And then the builder will go to the next phase of the build and request another draw of what they're trying to complete then. Of course, then it's just repetition. The builder and the, the, the what the inspector will come out again and inspect and make sure everything is complete. Mm-hmm. And then the draw. Yeah. Of course. And it's just, that's how it is. Repetition on that, you know, as far as the builder getting paid on the items that it were complete so they can request more money. And then uh, you might've said this, but the, that inspector is not the city inspector. It's a bank's, like the, the loan inspector. So the city inspector is the one to make sure the pipe was put in right, but the bank also has another inspector that'll come out to the property that has to do with the finances, not just the, the construction. Even though the that person does look to make sure there's nothing weird going on with the construction, there's two different type of inspectors that will come out. Now, another experience I've had is typically there's like 10 draws or 10 times where 10 or 12, like 
the builder asks for money, the owner like notarizes the application. So the bank knows that the owner is saying it's okay. You send the inspector out and they come out. Do you ever see any that are longer than that? Like 20 because it's such a big house or such a complex house, they've split it up more or is like 10 or 12 is pretty much average is is what I've seen. I would say that's average. I have not seen more than that. Okay. Uh, If there's that big of a house going, I'm sure that could happen. I'm not, I just can't answer that question. Now, one, one thing I think when we were talking before this or or a couple weeks ago, I think you might've mentioned something to me or it might've been Ed that the typical construction length for like an average size house is about 11, 12 months. But it's a wise idea to ask for 15 so that you don't, because you can apply for extra time, I guess, on the construction loan, but you might have to pay a fee if you don't do it for 15 months or something like that. So that's your extended lock. Okay. What we're going to do is a, is a 12-month lock, but we, wanna, okay. we, we can give you the draw schedule up to whatever is it the 1.6 or one and a half years okay yeah yeah okay so maybe that's what it that's was, what it was. Okay. i believe that's what ed was yeah. talking about yeah but we will lock in for the 12 months okay. of course on a certain fee okay yeah because a lot of people you know they'll when they don't already own the land i've noticed they'll sell their house to get the money and then maybe they'll rent like a smaller place close by the, the home lot but they'll sign like a 12-month lease I always tell them if you can, the rental market's crazy, but like try to let them know we may be here for a few more months. Will you give us the same rate? If we agree to sign this 12, will you give us option for three more? Because it's starting to normalize now, but ability to finish a house in 12 months was getting pushed out a few months due to supply shortages. I mean, even even now, some regular hinges on a commercial door and a commercial project I'm doing they called him or said there were four months backlog, just like on these regular oh. wide swing hinges that we usually use. And so there's still anomalies where like you'll get a crazy delay on something that you're like back to normal ordering. So if it's something to look into to make sure people understand what the fee would be if they go beyond a 12 month build schedule. Sure. I guess so. Yeah. So if let's say another scenario is someone doesn't qualify for everything they want now, but they've come to you, what happens then? Is it you'll give them advice on what to do or what the steps, the goals that they need to reach? Yeah. So, you know, of course I can't give them legal advice or anything Mm -hmm. like that. So what I do is me being in the business, Mm -hmm. you know, the 30 years plus, I know what it takes to help a client or what to get that client into that house and Mm -hmm. what they possibly could do as far as possibly pay off some credit cards, put a little bit more money in the bank. They could be self-employed and have a lot of write-offs. And, and But that's the point where mm-hmm. I can't really give them advice what yeah. they should do. But there's a lot of different things that I can talk about in the loan, mm-hmm. off just off the credit and what their income is to help them get their, their... I guess what I was thinking is you can help them understand like your debt to income ratio is this, but you need to get it here. Of or your credit score is this and for to get this loan you need this credit score. So they're the I guess it's almost like a natural process. I think if they're talking to you, they're gonna find out to get this loan you need this score to get this percentage rate. So if you can do some things within a year to get I, I don't know what the scores, but say you're like four hundred and you need to be at seven twenty or eight hundred, then 
by talking with you, they're going to walk away with like, okay, I need to get my credit score in this range. Um, it's not guaranteed, but this is like the typical goal. And then my debt to income ratio, things like that. I think that's, you can Google it, but I think actually talking with somebody or working through the process with somebody, you'll walk away with like more knowledge and more power to do that. So yeah, it's not, it's not like <laughs> you need to get another job doing this, but it's, th- those are like these, uh, what was the term you said? There's the desktop underwriter or something. Right. There's certain things I guess it needs to meet to make sure that I think I liked what you said before is the borrow process and check to make sure it's been like you wanted to benefit them as as well as benefit the company because you're, you know, banks are making money, but you're also helping people achieve their dreams. I like the things we've talked about today and I've walked away too. It's just like knowing next time I need one, reminding myself because it's been nine years since I I built my house and I did all this stuff. So having this refresher today has been been great and i want people to be able to get in contact with you so if someone wants to talk with you about this where would they go sure so they can give me a call on my on my cell phone which is also my work phone number and that's uh, 407-780-8003 i also have jd put my email on the uh, like my email signature on the podcast so you can down below so you can go ahead and just uh get onto my website and you'll there's a lot of different information on my website that can help you out and then when you're ready we can talk and now citizens bank is pretty much nationwide or what's the geographic area of, of oh, we're nationwide okay. um pre- predominantly out of the east coast all mm-hmm. the way down um, okay we do have some branches in um in florida south florida mm-hmm. hoping to get some here in orlando mm-hmm. in central florida before too long yeah yes we're a growing company uh Top ten and uh, top eleven in the in the country. What about you personally? What geographic area are you mainly working in? I but right now I have realtors in D.C., Virginia, Maryland. Oh, here, really? here in Florida. Okay, so I do loans all over. Okay, the place. okay, yeah. that's good. So someone wants to get in contact you. It's not just the specific area yeah. where you're sitting <laughs> right. or like 50 right. miles within there. Okay, right. that's if good they need to, to sell a house up north and, yeah. and so you can build them a house down yeah. here, yes, uh-huh, I can right. help them. Okay. <laughs> Man, well, thank you. I mean, this topic is so big and each one of the things we talked about, I, I'm sure could be an hour long each at least. But hopefully everybody today, you've got a little bit more information or inspiration to work on the finances. I always talk about architectural DNA is important to a successful project. And A is what affects you and your finances are what affects the desire and the nature that your house is being built on. And it's really the key ingredient because honestly, you can, if you don't have the finances worked out, you can't do anything. You can have a undeveloped dream and build it and it just won't maybe not be as specific to you, but you can still accomplish it. But without having your finances in order, nothing's going to happen. So this is really the the keystone of being able to have a successful custom home. And uh, Richard, I'm so thankful to have you here today and be able to talk with you. So thank you so much. I appreciate you having me. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Have a great day. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Card Custom Home and Architecture Podcast. If you are ready to start your journey of a lifetime designing and building a custom home or project, sign up for a free consultation at ca-rd.com today. We look forward to the journey together and making something unique for you and your family. 
If you have any topics you want discussed or questions about your custom home design for future episodes, send us a message via our website, ca-rd.com. And again, join us next time for another episode of the Card Custom Home and Architecture Podcast.